The only thing we don't do is drop the end bomb. About to drop an end bomb right there. Because <laughs> <of> the <laughs> that's caught. That's Gavin right there. You haven't seen Longmire in the call right now. I know. See. There's no talk Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's not like Netflix. I want to talk about Kevin Bacon. There what are you is. talking about? That, if you question. haven't seen Tremors, <laughs> go watch the fucking movie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of Job Squad Media Podcast. Myself, I am Jake, aka Bomber, and I got three other dudes here. Three color. We got a colorful cast for you. We got a colorful cast. First of all, we got Mr. Uh, Ricochet. What's going on, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Glad to be here. All right. Well, first of all, uh, yeah, nice hat, by the way. I see sport in the little red. Uh, it's the Leandre hat. Little, it's got some pop to it, man. It looks really good on this camera. I like that. It's, yeah, there uh, you go. It is uh, Unreal Tournament's 16th anniversary, 1999. Figured I had to support it. There you go. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching us on YouTube, we are also on iTunes. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, we are also on YouTube. So if you want to see everything that we're talking about, Check it out. But uh, there he is right there. Hiatus troll. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, nothing much, man. Just uh, enjoying being here. <laughs> I hate you so much. I know you do. <laughs> Worst navigator in the world. Yes, he is. All right. So, and last but not least, uh, sweet Johnny Cage. Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me. What's up? You're, uh, Thanks you're for having me. You know, I, you know, like we created this together, which is great. <laughs> you're, you're in the other room. so Yeah, we're in the same place. Yes. You now, would never tell, though, because it's, it's decorated pretty differently, you know? It is. I have a, more of an orange glow, if you're yeah. watching. Uh, I, got that, I got that unnatural fluorescent light in here. Yeah, I yes. can tell with the background, like, you know, get that. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get Christmas lights. Like, I see uh, Rico has the uh, damn Christmas tree in the background. It is. It's lit up, man. I put it, some blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. It looks like it came out of a box like that. You know what? It's that good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, right, I have to thank I have to thank my wife for that. She's she needs to be an interior. Decorator. She needs to be on the podcast. We should get she her does. on camera. No, yeah, get her in oh here. God. <laughs> All right. So so anyway, let's uh, let's get this thing started. Let's get this thing started. We uh Job Squad uh, Media here. We gonna, we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about TV. We're going to talk about gaming. We're going to talk about anything, everything, entertainment. So first of all. It just wrapped up on Sunday, The Walking Dead, season six, first half. Uh, I know John is does not watch Walking Dead for some reason. I will excuse myself from this conversation and change the scene accordingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. First of all, I don't know why he doesn't watch Walking Dead. But anyway, the rest of us do. And we're going to talk about what exactly happened this first half, the first eight episodes. So we're going to start off with the biggest thing that happened of course, it's sore subject for me, but uh, Glenn's death. And you notice it got the little the quotes going. Death. Uh, so who wants to start it off? What do you think of Glenn's fake-ass death where they tried to screw everybody over and ruin and de destroy your heart and just ruin everything for you? Well, I'll start off. I mean, I just wanted to stop watching the dang on series after that. I was like, oh, my gosh. He just killed off, like, an important character right there. I mean, Glenn, he's, he's from, like, what was it, like, day one almost? I think he was on episode... Like, three or... Two, like, two, wait, was it two? Was it two or three? I know it was in the tank. Actually, yeah, it the was tank. episode one. No, it was. Oh, you his voice. You heard his voice. His voice. Okay, so he was in... Walkie-talkie. Yeah. Okay. So he's been there since, like, the beginning. 
Yeah. And they just killed that guy off. I was like, oh my God, I just, we're done. Before we get going anywhere, Travis, you, uh, sorry, troll, whatever. Hey, Travis, troll, whatever. Uh, do you read, did you read the comics? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't actually, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so me and Rico just, uh, are the only ones. Like, the only ones that are, like, you know, true fans, I guess. Wow, okay. So, uh, Rico, what do you think? What were your thoughts on Glenn's uh, death? I, I thought the episode was great. I didn't see it coming. Um, I literally thought that he would just let Nicholas fall by himself, but it's like oh, he pulled him on top of him, and I was just thinking, what in the world? And Fuck just the scene, the no music, you know, is silent. Uh, it just pulled my heart out because I did not want that to be the death of Glenn. Dude. I wanted the true death, but Dude. we'll talk about that when it actually happens. <laughs> First of all, I have not liked Nicholas from day one, um, not being a big fan of Nicholas. And I legit, I thought, along with everybody else I was watching the damn thing, I thought for real Glenn was dead. And uh, I'm not the biggest Glenn fan, but... I've always appreciated everything he's done for the series, and him and Maggie are one of the biggest like combo deals in the whole show. So the fact that he was dying, it, it, I thought it was epic. I thought that episode, episode, I think three, four, I can't 100% remember, uh, but that episode I think was one of the best in one of the top five in the entire series, I agree. from start to finish. Not just his death, yeah. but also like the whole time it was episode three. I'm looking at it right now. It's yeah, called like Thank You. Episode yeah. three. Thank you. The timeline of that whole episode was just uh, yeah. superbly done. You didn't know I you didn't know if Michonne was gonna die. There's other fucking no name yeah. guy. I don't know who they were, but everybody they were like everything, the whole from start to back. They were like racing, they were trying to do stuff. And I, one one small thing that in that episode, like I don't know why. If you remember when they were climbing over the fence, Michonne and the random people, why they didn't kill the one dude that was like stuck against the yeah, fence. Yeah, you know, they let him suffer a horrible yeah. death. Why did they <laughs> just, just fucking like kill Steve him? Steve Urkel or Chris, whatever. I don't yeah. know what the kid's name was. Yeah. Who died at the hospital. Jaleel White's in the show. That's <laughs> not Jaleel White. It's <laughs> oh, mess up. Yeah. You, you can quote yeah, me on that later when we're finished with the show of, of the mess ups. Yeah. But, it looked, it looked um, like they could have just, you know, put him out of his misery, but they failed not to do that. I mean, I don't know why they didn't do that. That was really weird. I guess they wanted to save a bullet, but they could have just used a knife. But, yeah, she's got, uh, Michonne's got her sword there. But You know, uh, up to that point, Glenn was really growing on me and as uh, and the TV show character aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you just saw him becoming more raw and more brutal and more yeah. real. And yeah. Just to see it pulled, uh, you know, just taken away from you that that quick. I was, like, I was not happy. They played that weird that music when he was dying. Like, it, it was, was like, like that soft... slow, chill, easy listening piano music. And you're like... Man, it was, good. <laughs> it was good. I, I, I swear to God, I do not remember ever getting that feeling while watching a TV show in my life. I, oh man, I've never had that feeling before. But anyway, let's get going. Uh, kind of related. Let's talk about Maggie, who all of a sudden is uh, pregnant now. In the comic, which Travis, you don't know about this troll, whatever. I'm gonna call you both. Uh, Maggie does not get pregnant, and to where I'm at, I haven't got to a point where she got pregnant anyway. And, not there. Oh, wait. Did she get pregnant on the comic? Yes, she does. You are a jerk. Thanks. Whoa. <laughs> Way Whoa. to be unprepared to the show, you fuck. Hey, hey. Wait a minute. you guys don't know your stuff, she's pregnant. She's pregnant? No yeah. fucking way. Yeah. Is this... Is this... I, don't want her, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that watches the show and doesn't really know... Uh, fuck them. Fuck them. What happens? It, okay. Well, it's Nicholas's kid. 
<laughs> oh, God. If, we're ta- if we're just spoiler alert, all right, after Glenn's death, it becomes apparent that she's pregnant. You know, she with, realizes it, she's with pregnant. With Glenn, though? Do what? Glenn's kid? Is Glenn's kid? I yeah. So. I mean, who I else? Mean, you never know, man. Come on, Lori, man. Come on. Hooking up with. Well, Lori is just a slut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good okay. riddance. I'm glad she got shot. Um, but yeah, Maggie, you know, she's going through that, that whole depression in the comics where she actually tries to hang herself. Oh, yeah. Well, not, you're like way past where I'm at. That, I know. So. No way, dude. There's no way you're, you should be there. I, maybe I did. I don't remember her being pregnant. I know they had Sophia was like their kid, but I don't remember her actually getting pregnant, pregnant. I know they like took on Sophia, her and Glenn, but I don't remember. All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's been a while though. It's been a while. It's since after, I, it's after the vicious and brutal death of Glenn. I think Glenn has the worst deaths I have ever seen in the comics. It's pretty it, bad. It is so bad. It's I'm bad. not going to go into details. If, if you want to read the comics, by all means, grab the volume. I, I, I can tell you what volume it is. But, but uh, <laughs> anyway, you will never forget. So let's keep it going real quick. Deanna. Uh-huh. No, I, I want to I talk about Maggie's pregnant on the oh. show. Okay. I, you know, we saw a little bit of a sex scene. Obviously, it's TV. You can't show a lot. But uh, you realize Glenn's still alive. Uh-huh. And he, he just comes up and says, Maggie's pregnant. I don't remember Maggie telling him that. You know what? I don't remember that either. I'm like, how the fuck does this dude know? Is his re- nose that strong? I do not remember that either, actually. You know what? Come to think of it. I He was gone during that whole time. I Unless he, unless he knew before he left. Maybe, maybe only those two knew about maybe, it. Maybe she dropped a hint or, you know, I'm not sure. Or maybe those two knew and they didn't. Uh, they didn't share it with anybody else until like after that. She thought he, everybody uh, thought he was dead. Well, yeah, yeah. But well, let's move on to Deanna. Oh, Deanna. So the only thing I really want to talk about Deanna was the first half of the episode or the season here. She's like the only major character that I can recall that actually died. Can you guys think of no? No, they're like major character. It could have been Glenn, but it fucking wasn't. Uh that seems pretty. Um, that seems pretty weak. Usually, we got at least one or two like big deaths, and this right. it was. There was a lot of shit that went down. This has been a really good episode, uh, season so far, in my opinion. And only one person has died. What is? Do you think they're gonna have like a shitload die later on, or what? I, I think so. Uh, let's not forget. Just because you 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 uh, you were teased about the special villain that's that is being foreshadowed. There are I still, didn't see that. Uh, there still. There's it's, it's amazing. There are still other events that will unfold leading up to that. I mean, you have new characters that are going to be introduced, but I think other people will die before we even see, yeah. see the the most infamous villain in the yeah. storyline. One of them, yeah. Like I still in my opinion, I still see the governor kind of a little bit bigger than Negan, but again, I haven't finished the whole Negan arc as no in way, the dude. comic. So, you just have to read it to but. understand. Yeah, I, I'm I'm catching up. I know he's pretty hilarious, but anyway, it's, it's heavy. Did you guys pick up on Troll? You wouldn't know this, but um, the character on the show where uh, he took Daryl, it's crossbow and motorcycle and all that. That shit pissed me off. Do you uh, do you know who that was? Um, from I'm the comic? Sure. No. From the comic? No. No, that, that's probably a new storyline that's probably being introduced. No, no, no. That that's a character from the comic. I'm pretty sure it's if I if it's a character from the comic, it's somebody who has a burned face. 
Yeah, it's Dwight. That's his name, Dwight. Yeah, it's Dwight. Du- yeah. And the I know funny it happens th- to Dwight. Yeah, and the funny thing is, um, when Dwight was introduced, do you know what he had? What he was carrying? The wood carving? Fucking crossbow. In the comic, he, he showed up with a crossbow. That's true. That and true. on the show, he it's took good. fucking Daryl's crossbow. That's, that's, fu- that's pretty crazy. That's pretty good foreshadowing there. That's pretty cool. But... Uh, yeah, to me, that was pretty sweet. And, and you know what he does with a crossbow, which we will not spoil anything no, no, for no, the no, viewers. No. Nope. And it, that that was a bombshell to me. Right now, Troll's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Bombshell. I'm just here. I'm just here. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Dwight's going to end up being a major character later on yes. in the second half, I believe. Or near the end of it. But All right, let's talk about uh, – well, this is uh, – I hate to do this, but this is another thing. Troll doesn't know much about yet. Negan. Oh, man, are, wait, is this like a season six uh, fucking review, or is it going to be about the <laughs> comics? It's about it's about Negan coming up in the second half. Okay. It's about Negan coming up. What? Uh, first of all, we'll go to Elias. First of all, what? Uh, um, what is your uh, thoughts? How do you think? Who's the guy that got cast again? Jo- Jeffrey uh, Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Travis, you know who that is? Yeah, he is on The Good Wife. Which is one of your favorite shows. What the fuck's the good What is the good one? Dude, you were fucking telling me how much you loved it. <laughs> I have no idea what the good one Okay, well, is. I mean. This whatever. is the Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays the father in the movie The Possession. Because uh, I know him from The Possession. Yeah. Well, Travis wouldn't know that. He doesn't watch scary yeah, movies. Yeah, I watch scary movies, no. Yeah. But, uh, um. Do you think thoughts... he's going to be a good Negan? Yeah, I think he can do it. I think so. I know a lot of people. He's on a lot of people's, uh. He was on a lot of people's dream list as who's going to play Neen because there's right. A- no, I I think he's going to pull it off. I mean AMC, I love them, but I don't know how they're going to pull off the whole aspect of where Negan loves to drop the f bomb at least five times in one sentence. Exactly. That's that's the that's one. That's his character. That's the one thing I'm kind of worried about, but I'm pretty. They're not going to fuck it up. No, I, I think they'll be able to work around it. But my biggest concern is the fact that they teased it in the. Part two, season, uh, second half of the season, and that little trailer they had. Yeah, I, I'm worried that they're not even. You won't even see him until the finale. That's what I think. That's what they said. That he's not going to show up till the finale. And that finale is probably going to be the bombshell death. Maybe it Maybe. will be. Troll, did you see the teaser uh, he's talking about? No, I haven't. I didn't see it either. I I don't watch him on TV. Did you watch it on TV? Uh, I, I actually saw it on uh, IMDb. Oh, Internet okay. Movie database. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it, it just—I think it probably debuted today after the last night's credits. <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah. it did too. You don't—you don't have cable, Jake? Do you? No, I uh, no. I watch. I discovered Hulu, which is pretty great. But oh, yeah. no, I don't. I don't have cable or anything. I watch everything online. Yeah, did you, uh, you use that streaming site that I showed you for the those movies or yes. those shows? Yeah, I, I, and sometimes I can't get them to work. Sometimes I can't. It's, it's crapshoot. Yeah, we're talking about this on the podcast. Why? Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, I don't pay for cable. Come on, hey, you gotta pay for cable, <laughs> man. For cable. Like... Yeah, this guy. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about what one thing uh, that did happen on that you can actually talk about, Travis. What was your favorite thing from the? What was your favorite part of this season so far? Hmm. Probably when Nicholas like just offed himself. <laughs> I was like, yes, because like that character is such a piece of shit, man. He was. There was. There were so many so bad many ones. Things. Yeah, 
I mean, it's like I've literally I've, I'm just like in the mentality of like Rick Howie was like, you know, like just totally forget all these people, man. Like we'll just take over like and, you know, like just protect ourselves because like, you know, you can't you can't baby these people that have been in Alexandria for so long. You can't fucking baby them, you know. Yeah. And what out of all the characters, was he the one you hated the most from the yeah, season? I think, yeah, I think he was, you know, because like, you know, he killed uh you know, what was it uh, Chris Rock there? Yeah, <laughs> Chris Rock. Uh, what'd you yeah, call him? Chris Rock. What'd you call him? Rico? I called him Steve Urkel. Or Steve Urkel. I don't Urkel. Know why. Urkel. Chris Rock. Yeah, all those. He looks like all of those. He was. Mm-hmm. He was funny. Oh my gosh. But uh, well, who was your character? You hated Rico. Out of all the characters on the show, is there one that you hated so far yes. this season that's really just pissed you off? Uh, probably Ron. Oh fuck, Ron. And actually, no, it's more more along the lines of uh, Carl. You know, Carl has been such a baby. Yeah? He's been such a baby. Like, dude, man up. Beat this kid's ass. <laughs> I would have done put a kid in the grave. Oh, my God. <laughs> put, put him in the grave. Yeah. I mean, it's an apocalypse. What, what's that chick's name? Enid? Fuck her. Enid. Like, literally. And put him in a grave. Fuck should, her. You know, put him in a grave and fuck her. She's dead weight. Just leave her, dude. If she wants to run away... Fine. That's one less mouth to feed. See ya. She's really Deuces. not helping. She's really not helping anybody. No, she's just being a pain in the ass. She kind of is. She's she's adding this whole fucking little love triangle. That's bullshit. Yeah. For me, Mike. You know, Carl, uh, instead of you're gonna, if you're not gonna act, just play League of Legends. You'd be good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because yeah, find that, somebody else to play play your character. Yeah, the actor. Uh, I don't know his fucking name, but he does. He plays League of Legends. He's a League of Legends fan, and that's pretty hilarious. I watched some of his streams. What about you, Jake? But yeah, yeah no. Who do you not like? I, I I just like a lot of motherfuckers from this season, and the biggest one is probably Sam, the little brother, uh, oh Ron's Ron's little brother. He's oh all God. up in the up in the um the top floor, and he's like, oh, I don't want to come down. It's everything's normal up here. That's fucking stupid. Honestly, and man, that that's a waste of cinema. Cinema I, role. I was waiting for Carol just to like grab and throw him like off the little the top top floor, throw him down and break his goddamn neck. Dude, yeah. when they were like uh, leaving the actual house, he's like, "Mom, mom." I'm like, I was really just dude. About ready to that's a tease, neck. man. That is a tease. That is a huge thing towards the comic. If you've read the comic, yeah. you know the shit is about to go down I mean, on the kid, next episode. You I, know, we, right there, that little tease right there, that kid is going to be the downfall of that whole situation, right there. Oh well, yeah. Well, you could, I could have told you that fucking a mile away. As soon as they're like, all right. And I think Jesse knew it, his mom, if you don't know the characters. His mom knew it, that she's like, as she, when they were upstairs, she's trying to talk to him. It looked like in her eyes, she's like, you're going to fuck this up for us. You were going to fuck this up. Yep. And, and you notice who took a hold of Jesse's hand. It was very clear on the camera roll. Who oh, took they, they made sure they were, like, they were like, oh, yeah, it was obvious. Damn. It was very, very obvious. Great. Yeah. And uh, uh, by the way, I will say this. Deanna does have the best war face I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, that stream? Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. But, uh, so, as we're going, as we're going, we're going to wrap up this real quick, and let's, uh, let's do a little prediction. What are we going to see? Let's not, spo- I mean, me and Rico know kind of what's about to happen, so let's not spoil it that much. Sure. Um, but what do you guys think is going to happen on the second half of the rest of uh, season six here? You can start off, Rico, I guess, if you want to start it. Um, I think you're going to witness 
a lot of bloodshed, battles, um, heartbreaks. <laughs> I guess you I know say. it's very depressing. It's a very depressing outlook, but I know it's hard when we already kind of know what what's going to happen. Right, but I don't want to spoil anything. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm just prepping the viewers. Yeah, it's going to be be prepared. It's, it's going to be fucking. I, I it's going to be fucking epic. What about? Uh, Troll, what do you what do you think is going to be going down? Seeing how you you don't know what's going to be happening, what do you who, what do you feel is going to go down? Who was Michonne talking to earlier about like uh, what was it? You know how the community can be better or whatnot. You know, what was it in the last episode? Deanna. Yeah. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Deanna was like telling yeah. her, uh, figure out what you want or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. I think yeah. you know we're going to see her grow off into her own right. You know, be quite honest. That's that's a good point. Yeah, they're definitely going to do something special with her. Yeah, I, I think that you know, like her days are numbered on this show. I mean, she's gonna what? She's I I don't know, man. I just I you know, she's probably going to go off and like you know, do something different. Be quite honest, man. Okay. Like you see how like her and Rick kind of like you know when the beginning of the fucking uh, what was it when was it last season? You know when they're just starting uh what was it when like they're both constables or whatnot or both up police yeah. Officers. You know, they're kind of, they're, you know, their ideologies kind of didn't jive together. Yeah. So, you know, and then, like, it's just, this right here is just, I think it's going to echo that. You know, I think she's. I agree. Yeah. I I can, I can, she's going to definitely do something different or big or something with that whole speech. Because they were kind of, like, drilling it into you, like, all right, something's going to go down with Michonne. She's going to, like, do something. But, and that's going to be cool because that's something that I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. They really didn't do anything like that with her on the comics, so that's. That's good. That's something I don't know what's going to happen, so that yeah. should be fun. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, what's up? Yep. Uh, I was also going to say maybe uh, – what was it? Uh, <clears throat> no, I can't. I can't remember. Go ahead. All right. Well, I think there's going to be a, a major – I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say there's going to be a major character death. Like I'm talking a big character death by the end of this season. And I don't think it's going to be who you might expect it to be. This, hear me out. This is going to be crazy, okay? Um, well, by now, like a lot of people know that Glenn will be dying at some point. But the way he dies later on, like in the comic, I don't think that's going to be him on the show. I think they're going to do that death, his death scene, but it's going to be a different person. I agree. And I and think, I think it's- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, who do you think? I think it's going to be the next beloved character from a step down from Rick who, yes, rides a motorcycle. I think it's going to be Daryl. I think Daryl is going to die in the second half of the season. I I Obviously, I may be wrong. You say no? That's a bold statement there, my friend. I know. (laughs) It's really crazy. But I really think Daryl is going to get killed at some point in the next second half of the season. But – I don't know. That's me. That's that's a really crazy thing to say. But I just have this gut. I have this gut feeling. But who knows? You guys got anything else uh, that you want to bring up about the first half of the season before we go on with the show? Um, it was a success, no doubt. It was a success? No, no, no doubt. What do you? What do you guys? Do you guys give it like it was good, bad, like great? Was it? What do you guys think it was? Piss poor? I think it was great. You know. I thought it was pretty amazing, you know. I yeah. I think it was pretty. I was. I think it was a very strong first half. 
If they can follow it up with that, this might rival one of the top, one of the top seasons so far. Yep, I agree. But yeah, they, and I know they're already like the next episode. They're going to start it off with a big, huge bang, so it's going to be pretty sweet. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh yeah, yeah, Beth's going back to life. Yeah, but uh, all right. Well, I guess that's going to wait. What did Beth go and come back to life? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like totally like yeah. That's a- <laughs> yeah. I, I missed that for a second. I was like, what? One of the greatest miracles. Yeah. Ever. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's bring John back in here. Let's bring John back in here. Are you still there? Did you fall asleep? I'm here, man. I'm here. Okay, okay. Let's uh, let's get back in here and let's talk about one more thing, kind of TV related, kind of uh, kind of movie related, real quick. It's kind of more of like a news thing. Probably not going to talk about it too much. Yeah. Um, who in here has seen Tremors the movie? Nobody? Only Rico have, is raising his hand. Jake, okay. hand. Jake, you don't I have Skype s- open, do you? I do not have Skype open. You no. should keep I'd... it open because you keep going out of center of your camera. Yeah. Okay. Thank <clears> you. I probably have seen that movie over 50 times, maybe over 100 50. times. I think you two are the only ones. Yeah, really. Travis, you... What? You've never you seen... Are you kidding me? I really? have never... Like, I've probably, Dude. like... I probably, like, went through the channels when I had cable and it was like, oh, Tremors, click. Wow. Oh man, you are rough. Kevin Bacon is. Well, I mean, it, nothing against Kevin Bacon. We're on Kevin like, Bacon shit list. I can tell you that right now. If hey, Kevin man. Bacon doesn't know who you are, he will, and he, <laughs> he will put you on his. He shit will find. List. He will saying, see this podcast somehow. Me, I had to go through Wild Girls and go through the whole ordeal of him, man. I think who? we're uh, Wild Girls. What the fuck is that? A porn? Dude, it's, it's like Kevin Bacon's it softcore porn. Ke- no, Kevin Bacon did full frontal in that dang on movie, man. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I missed that one, so yeah. it's probably a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Is that like his version of Boogie Nights? Uh, apparently, I don't know. I guess so. Maybe. But, so anyway, the news thing, the thing that I want to talk about real quick was with Tremors and Kevin Bacon, is they're going to be bringing, they're going to be rebooting Tremors' uh, TV show because it actually. Was a TV show. They made a TV show in 2003, I think. It lasted like a season, maybe, and they canceled it because obviously it was horrible. Uh, but they're bringing it back. They're rebooting it, and Kevin Bacon is coming back as Valentine McKee. 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 Yeah. That's right. That to me, that first of all, that uh, to me shows Kevin Bacon don't have shit going on anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can probably blame Kevin Bacon for that, man. I tell you what, because like he was uh, quoted, uh, what was it by IGN? Saying that, hey, I'd love to do something with Tremors and revisit the character 25 years later. And then all of a sudden, this just drops in his lap. I mean, like, there's some people that want to have this happen, you know. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this, the right things that were said were uh, just happened, all this stuff, you know. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Bacon is pretty selective on the roles he does. And it doesn't matter, like, yeah. the scale or the size. If he likes it, he does it. But I thought he's, like, in everything, though. Or he knows everybody. He hasn't or whatever been that. in movies in a while. I mean, he's been doing the following for the past few years. Uh, I think that's on Fox. I could be uh, mistaken, but he's been on TV the past few years, almost exclusively. Oh no, he did that one movie. Um, oh shit, what was the name? Where he played like this cop, like kid stole his cop, cop car. Cop and... car. Yeah, was oh, it yeah. called Cop Car? Yeah, like straight. No, I'm not even gonna say it. That wasn't straight to DVD. It pretty much was. Oh well, I mean, he was in Star- that. So that that was a movie he was in. But we're for also the... talking about. The man who was in Hollow Man. Oh God! Hollow Man. I actually didn't. I didn't think that movie was horrible. That was an interesting movie. Hold on! Hold on! <laughs> hold what? on! You tell me you you can watch Hollow Man, but you can't watch The Walking Dead. Well, I don't watch The Walking Dead because I don't think it's that great of a show. 
I think zombies are. Well, you haven't seen it though. You haven't seen it. No, but I think that whole genre is dead. Like that whole genre has been done to death. But uh, honestly, The Walking Dead is what started it. Well, so, I, uh, not I would, really. I would say, maybe not start it, but blew made it blue. Yeah, up. it blew it up. Sure, and, and yes. I don't, I don't and hate comics, on it, be- man. I don't nice. hate on it because it blew it up. I just when The Walking Dead was becoming popular, the zombie genre was really being done to death. So I just don't, I don't care to watch anything associated with zombies anymore, dude. I don't even watch um, Ash's Evil Dead like on Stars. I could watch that, and I think Evil Dead's a funny movie, but I'm not. Yeah, you know, definitely. like it's they'll do the last zombie associated movie aside from Shaun of the Dead that I enjoyed was 28 weeks later. Oh, yeah. I agree. That, was, a good that was like the last good thing that came out. <laughs> and I can't believe me. you watched that. No, that's yeah. that's crazy. 28 weeks later. Yes. Great movie. Oh, uh, good movie. And but Walking Dead. Yes. Zombie shit's being done all over the place. But Walking Dead is like the top of the fucking food chain. I'm dude. I'm not saying that it's a bad show. You I literally just, just, did he not just say it was I, a bad? I may, I may have. He, say, he basically said it's just not for him. Yeah, like I don't enjoy the genre, so I'm not going to go watch it. respectable opinion. I think the genre has been done to death, and for that reason, there's no, there's no good reason for me to watch Walking Dead. Yeah, you could put that cup in my face all you want. To, to the people listening to this and not watching, it's <laughs> uh, drinking from a Walking Dead glass. And trying yeah. to put it right into the webcam, but yeah, sure it's, it's not something that I would enjoy watching. I know I but, wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, it, it, if you if you just took the zombies out of it, I mean, it's it's really the interactions of the people That's that true. really it would make all... it interesting. But but can you I not mean, say it's... that the environment and setting of that show is a major character? Yeah, that is a major character. But I mean, you could probably say that okay, um, you take it for instance, like you know, like the Fallout Four setting, you know. Yeah, like... I think Apocalypse has been done to death too recently. Well, what hasn't been done to death, John? <laughs> I don't know, but that again, that's why like shit that. How I about vampires? Shit that I what about a vampire setting? Twilight <laughs> fucking murdered that shit. Oh my god! I'm sparkling. <laughs> but All yeah, right. like the, you know, it's and we and, and we we realize how easy it is to get off topic when talking about Kevin Bacon. I, I was about to say, yeah. So, again, okay, we're talking about Tremors, Tremors TV reboot, and we're already, already talking about something. Sorry, I get sensitive. Never mind my opinion on, on, on the whole I'm sorry, I get sensitive when people start shit-talking Walking Dead. I get sensitive. I'm sorry. It's fine. But, uh, yeah, so, first of all, is anybody does anybody care about the reboot? Is anybody going to watch it or try it out at least? You know, I think I probably will try it out this time. I mean, you know, it's been 12, it's 25 years since, you know, the yeah. movie, so... They really took. They're really uh, putting a big attempt into it, and there's really nothing really going on with TV right now. So, to my <laughs> Walking Dead. I mean, Walking Dead. Yeah, okay. Walking Dead. But I'm, mean, not, I'm not going to go back into Walking Dead discussion. But yeah, I'm just. I'm just <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I probably will watch it. Okay. But uh, you know, it hasn't really even been, even been picked up yet. So it's just like true, true. So there's still, but there are plenty of uh, interested parties looking to make yeah. a bid on it. If anything, it'll go to Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, it'll if it doesn't go to television. Dude, if it gets picked up by Netflix, if Netflix gets it, it's going to be good. It's very possible too, because like Netflix has become like a really serious contender for uh, TV shows as well as Hulu and Amazon. Amazon not so much, but Hulu and Netflix, like any show that people, I'm very surprised at Hannibal. I'm I didn't watch Hannibal, but Hannibal's great. I dude, I know a lot of people who love that show and were really disappointed and shocked that neither Netflix nor Hulu picked it up, because that's sort of where like 
like the quote unquote dead shows that get kicked off television but have a huge right. cult following go and Hannibal didn't get picked up by anybody. I think that's because they chose Longmire over Hannibal. What the hell's Longmire? Just my, oh, yeah, what was that? If you haven't seen Longmire, you just end the call right now. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. But, uh, but, but now I, here's my other thing. And not, not to get off topic again, but I know. See. There's no Kevin Bacon. <laughs> there, it's not like Netflix. I want to talk Hulu. about Kevin Bacon. It's not like Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon, or any of the, these other on-demand services have time slots to fill. So, what is really preventing them? I guess their their model is what's going to get us new subscribers. But I feel like they would get a bunch of new subscribers sure from Hannibal. Ain't gonna be Kevin Bacon and fucking Tremors. Well, I don't know. I don't think Kevin Bacon. Unless bad. you put up their fucking long blonde hair, big green eyes, world class breasts, ass that don't quit, and legs that go all the way up. Then you might get some action. There what are you is. talking about? That, if you quick... haven't seen Tremors, <laughs> go watch the fucking movie. Oh god, there it is. I was waiting for that. That's it. Right. There it is. Are you? Do you want to watch it, Rico? Will you watch it when it comes? Wherever it comes know, out. Man. Tremors has been beat into the ground. They did like five movies. Yeah, I, Netflix. Like, Tremors Five is on Netflix right they now. They did a TV are you talking show. About like, uh, Walking Dead. The show only lasted a year. So I mean, what does that tell you, Fred? I mean. What's his name? Fred Ward ain't gonna come back. Was Kevin Bacon if in Fred the show? Ward and and Kevin Bacon aren't on screen together, I'm not watching it. That was his partner, right? The yeah, Earl. The dude, he dude, he was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. They, they were awesome. And if they don't have Bert there, well, fuck Bert. I don't care about him. He's he's on the other ones. Bert's on the other. <laughs> yeah, one. I know. Tremor Five and what I saw him on the cover of the fucking Netflix. So, but yeah, but, I'm probably not gonna watch it. Uh, <laughs> so what about you, John? You gonna give it a try? Probably not. He hasn't even seen the original movie. He yeah, I, I am not invested neither, in this series at all. Neither is Troll, though. I mean, but if it does come to Netflix, you I guarantee you it'll be, be good. I mean, yeah, you're going to be watching it's, it's in the a, house, so I'll watch it. It's a reboot, but... though. It's a reboot. So pretty much like everything that's been uh, in the previous is like kind of like done with, from what I understand. Right? True. It's a reboot. So, I mean, yeah. like, you go, like you go ahead and get into the series with like no expectations, and then mm-hmm. it'd still be god-awful. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I I really like Tremors one. I like Tremors two a lot too. I did like Tremors two a lot. Um, Kevin Bacon was not in that. No, he was uh, sadly. Yeah, but Earl was, and Earl did a good, really good job. He carried it. But um, I think I'll I'll, ch- I'll check it out. I'll give it a try. At least a couple episodes in. At least. I you know, I gave the following a try, and I I couldn't I couldn't watch it. Yeah, I I'm not sure. I haven't seen that. I'm not sure what that's about. Tr- yep. Troll, you watch that right? You watch that a lot. Don't you? No, I don't watch that. Uh, he watches everything, man. All right, so let's go straight into the uh, the movie spotlight, which is going to be on every episode, and we're going to be talking about a new movie every other week. And this week, we're going to be talking about 007's Spectre. Everybody's seen it. Everybody went to the movie theater, paid their hard-earned money to go see it, right? Yeah, oh, I was oh, fucking with oh, you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you sons of bitches. But yeah, so um. First of all, I just want to start off right away. I've seen, I'd say, probably 85, 90% of the James Bond movies. And I want to say I'm pretty versed in them. And I think this was a, I think it was a pretty decent uh, James Bond movie. I think it was pretty pretty solid. Good action, whatnot. Um, the ending was a little meh, but I think it was pretty good. Mm. So I know, I know you guys have a lot more. I just want to get my quick thoughts out of there. So... Uh, I'll be honest, I'm probably going to steamroll this conversation, so everybody else should probably go before me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Troll, what do you think? Well, uh, I pretty much got introduced to James Bond during the Roger Moore era. 
So I didn't really get a lot of the. Uh... I want to see John's face. I want to know what John's yeah. looking like right no, now. No, I like Roger Moore. <laughs> yeah, okay. he was a good. He was a good Bond. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, but uh, you know, I never really got into a lot of the, uh, like, uh, Low Camp uh, storyline or whatnot. So was it Blowfield? What was his name? Blowfield. Blowfield. Yeah, I never really got into a lot of the storyline. Yeah, people. that was a that was a Connery era. Yeah, so, you know, I kind of really, uh, I mean, this is a reboot, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, I just didn't really, uh, really see all those other things uh, that dealt with it, so, but uh, overall, I thought the movie was pretty good, um, yeah, I thought they could have done a little, probably a little bit more of it, maybe, but, uh, you know. A little bit more in, in what sense? <clears throat> more Blowfields? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a short-lived, to be quite honest, I mean, it's like. Well, he's not know, dead. Know, Spoiler. <laughs> well, anybody who yeah, watches I mean, this should know we're gonna go into spoilers. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead, but I mean, he's like, he's taking the custody on stuff. So. He's taking what? He's taking the custody on stuff. So. Sure. Custody, yeah. Well, so for this guy, uh, John had to explain to me who this Blowfield guy is because I don't remember much of that in the past. Okay. And he had to tell me who this guy is. What he he's like? Apparently, he's like the main guy. Above all of these little crime things going on, right? My, that is much? correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Elias, do you, you want to give your opinion before I take this over? Um, I mean, the movie was okay. I, uh, as far as the scenes were concerned and the plot, I didn't like the plot very much. What, uh, like the whole thing, the, him trying to like find out what Spectre is and all that. Yeah, I mean, just when you find out. I don't know. I was just pissed off with the whole thing. Are you pissed off at the fact that they're fucking brothers? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Adopted. I mean, come on, dude. Brothers? It's uh, it's, no, it's it's weak not, it's writing. Not... That is weak fucking that, writing. That, yes, it was weak like, writing. Oh, okay. So here, here's and, and, my. Oh, whole... I want to keep adding. Yeah, 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 yeah. The scenes, man. Come on. You just get you get a, a car chase scene, and then you get a a plane chasing a fucking SUVs. That plane Come on, case dude. Was not bad. As long but as the bomb. As, as long as they don't. That? As long as they don't have another James Bond surfing a tsunami, they can do whatever the fuck they want, and I it's have... all practical effects for the most part. So I'm okay with that. I wanted I... more though. Okay. I wanted something else besides just the car chase. Uh, you know, there was a couple fight scenes, but you, uh, I don't know. I, I felt lacking in, in all aspects. Okay. I felt like I felt like Daniel Craig's like, oh, just another paycheck, and I'll just, uh, you know, I won't really sell it. Well, he pretty much he didn't want to do the damn thing anyway. But well, I'm just saying, you know, I go I back to that plane chase scene. Uh, what do you mean? Like kind of... Sorry, um, Travis. Sorry. Oh no, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of it kind of uh, felt a little reminiscent to uh, what was it to uh, for your eyes only right there when he went through the was it the barn mm -hmm. stuff? And, yep. uh, yeah, I right. was like, oh my god, I was, I totally saw that when he was on the, like. Roger Moore's on the skis on stuff, mm -hmm. and then the plane. It was like, oh my gosh, that's like fucking iconic right there. Yep. But in in addition to the weak writing, you already knew what the fuck was going on. I mean, the whole CNS. You knew that guy was in on it. I mean, it wasn't even like oh. I think forty five minutes yeah, into was... the movie. I think that was a bad acting choice. Or oh, a bad, a bad, yeah. I thought that was bad casting. When, oh, you uh, mean like the head white, guy? You knew he was a bad guy. King, yeah. yeah when the pale king was something like all eyes were on you. Like, oh, you, you can all automatically relate. To yeah, uh, C and his whole idea of the CNS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially given what year it is. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one thing that I wanted to add in, the, I I did enjoy the movie. I think it was a good movie. But the one thing that I felt was weird, which I already talked to John about, and he says that this is a James Bond normal fucking thing, is everything was way too easy for Bond. Like him and him and the girl, I don't fucking remember the Bond girl. Let's call the Bond girl. They uh they went to like Africa or whatever, and they got picked up and brought in. Like the main guy, the Blowfield or whatever the fuck his name is, he's just like, yeah, come on, in. yeah, come on in. Here's your stuff. Just hang out. That's, here's a here's a room. That's normal. All, that that's fucking what? That, to pull, me, that was weird. I can pull any Bond movie off my shelf, and the bad guy will have invited Bond in. So let's see. We got Goldfinger. Absolutely, that's one of the most iconic scenes that happens. It happens in Goldeneye when they go to Cuba. Oh, they they sort of get captured, but then they give given a grand tour. Um, yeah, 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 that that's Skyfall. He takes the boat in and he gets a tour on the on the Lost Island. Um, kind Casino of Royale. For, yeah, like he was like, my name yeah. is Bond, not Beach. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. He like gives his name up right away. Like. Yeah. He, that's he a very normal. No thing. fucks given, man. Pretty yeah, much. because and he even gave the reasoning in Casino Royale when um, Vespa was like, "Why did you do that?" And he's like, "Cause they already know I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. it's no secret that I'm here. They know I'm coming for them. So who cares? Like, I'm not gonna go by some alias. Like, I he, know. he never does. <clears throat> very, very rarely does he ever give an alias. And if he does, he's giving it very sarcastically. And I've seen all every one of those you've said, and to me, it didn't jump out as obvious and as awkward. It seemed awkward in this one i don't know why it seemed awkward no, but the whole to me. i don't know it, it to me it felt a little awkward i've seen i i know what you're talking about with the golden eye by the way that's my favorite bond movie first i think everybody from our generation that's a, that's their favorite yeah. i think so i think so um but i have a whole other conversation later on one day we got to do uh talking obviously obviously everybody has to talk about it your favorite bond but sure like, we're not going to do that now but uh, I, I just felt it was a little awkward, and that was the only part of the movie that I really didn't get into. And I was kind of—I'm not gonna lie—I was kind of lost on a little bit of the plot throughout. I, the I movie. remember you saying that. I was a little lost. I, I didn't know exactly like, I was like who's this guy? Why are they not showing his face? What's going on? I see he's got a fucking cat, and I—I was—I didn't know where—I didn't know where Bond was going and why he was going there in a couple parts of the movie. I feel like that's because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> like honestly, because oh, there were plenty of times you're like, "We got to go here." Okay, here we are. Like. I don't know. I and, was, and there were I, reasons given for for everywhere they went. I don't know. Maybe um, retarded. I don't. I I was watching it though, and for some there was parts where I didn't know why the fuck they were there. Maybe it lost my interest, and I didn't even realize it. I have no idea. So one of the points that I want to make is that yeah, I really don't like that this new set of Bond films with Daniel Craig are all connected. Um, to me, and again, like. I'm not in charge of Bond, like, it's just my opinion, but I always felt like every Bond film was its own adventure, and nothing was ever dependent on things. Blofeld did pop up in a bunch of things, and Spectre was loosely referenced in most of the Connery movies, except for when, like, he actually met Blofeld, but there was very, very rarely ever a reference to a previous Bond movie. These movies are very dependent on everything that's happened uh, before, so... Quantum of Solace, which has been panned as one of the weakest entries in the Bond series, let alone one of the weakest entries in what is now the strongest era of Bond with Daniel Craig, the plot of that movie was so all over the place and really didn't make a whole lot of sense um, until the very end. 
but it was like largely forgotten about because to me at the end of at the end of Quantum of Solace, Bond goes to Vespa's ex boyfriend or ex fiance's house and lets her know, lets him know that she died and they were in love and he and he like drops the locket on the ground the 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 three knot locket on in the snow when M comes and picks him up and like to me that was the end of that story and it's like okay these movies shouldn't be connected anymore like they wanted to give Bond's origin fine give it excellent you did a great job with it keep going and then uh skyfall was not dependent on anything like i don't maybe vespa was referenced once as like a previous love which has happened in the past um i remember in the beginning of either it's either tomorrow never dies or the world is not enough with pierce brosnan there's a woman dead on the bed and he's like caressing her hair and he like says her name and it was somebody that was that he was clearly in love with who died but then it was like never referenced again and it was just sort of showing that like bond has a life outside of you know uh mi6 Mm -hmm. so you know with skyfall they never referenced anything and silva was a great villain and he just seemed like such a fucking crazy weirdo who had this huge plan of revenge against m and against bond and everything you know the country and everything that he felt had done him wrong and then he was completely invalidated inspector because he was simply a fucking pawn of specter get the fuck out of here with that like they totally negated the chief they totally negated um, the guy from Quantum of Solace, whose name I can never remember, and they totally invalidated. Um, I just said his name before. The guy from Skyfall. Um, but blonde like, guy. What? The blonde guy. I don't know his name. I don't know who you're talking about. Silva. Silva. Um, and like because they were now just pawns of Spectre and pawns of Blofeld, they're no longer. They no longer have the gravity that they have, and it sort yeah. of makes those movies worse. You know, in retrospect. I. Because now I that just, you know that Blofeld was controlling the whole thing and they were all just part of Spectre, you can't go watch Skyfall and be like, man, fucking Silva's a badass villain. And there was never any sort of allusion to them working for Spectre. Yes, don't get me wrong, in Casino Royale, it was very clear that Lashif was working for someone else because when Mr. Green shows up at the end and kills him and he says something like, we don't, you know, we're not concerned about the money or something like that. And he kills him, and then you know you find out that they're all just working for Quantum. That's fine. And if you are attempting to reboot the series in a sense and not like creating Spectre all over again, and you want to make something new called Quantum, fine, go for it. Who cares? It's a brand new story. It's a brand new set of villains. Cool. But then they make it seem like Quantum's dead. They have Skyfall, which is like a great standalone film, and then they just decide to package it all up into Spectre. It's like, what the fuck is the point? Just make, like, that whole thing of them, like, they really only revealed it in lines of dialogue, and it's especially, I think it's when uh, Blofeld is giving them the tour of the facility in the African desert, Yeah, and he's like, do you remember your friend Silver, your friend Lashif, your friend Mr. Green? Like, yeah, they were all just pawns. It's like, he didn't have to say any of that. <clears throat> he They could have simply cut to Bond talking to Mr. Green uh, in Mr. Green's security camera, how he had it in, in the cabin, show that to the daughter, and then have the daughter get some sort of distrust for Bond. That they could have written the scene like that. They didn't have to ever mention that, like the, that the other guys are pawns of Spectre. They they really didn't have to. It felt so lazy to me, and almost like they were. I mean, I'm, this is such speculation in, in, into what actually happened, but like, I really felt like somebody pressured them into doing that, into making this seem like, like a box set of films that all have to connect when they have never done that before. Not yeah, once. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Because, like, you know, I'm looking at the who's been writing the screenplays for this, and there's, like, been two names connected with it, but I mean, it's like, 
it, they couldn't have fucking like planned this from fucking Casino Royale, right? To this to Spectre, and then like because it's such garbage, you know? Yeah, and Wait, dude, that movie exactly was so fucking good yeah. up until that tour of the facility when Blofeld's like revealing everything, and it's like, so the last yeah. ten years of Bond has been shit. Because you were controlling everything? Get the fuck out of here with that. And if you notice, like, in the old movies, when when Spectre was around in the Connery era, it was only ever, like, a passing thing. Like, yeah, these villains, this bad guy is associated with an organization called Spectre. Great. Like, just keep moving. Just keep moving. And eventually bring it into the fold with Blofeld and say, here's Spectre, here's who these people who have been trying to create world domination... Like, here's who they've been working for. Not all of a sudden introduce it in one film and attempt to wrap it in one film. And that was my other issue with um, the thing with C, and this, and I think it was called CNS, the, mm-hmm. the yeah, data control yeah. thing. Like, that was so rushed. And that was bad casting, because personally, I don't like that actor. He plays Moriarty, he plays Moriarty on Sherlock on, on the BBC version, and he's an okay actor for that, but he is so associated with that role that... It you can't have him be a quote unquote like dubious character who you aren't supposed to know if he's a bad guy or a good guy. Like I felt like that was so ham fisted. Like here's the bad guy, this guy, but he's not going to admit it until an hour into the movie. Like yeah. that it was extremely obvious. It was so I was so fucking obvious, dude. Yeah, like it was pretty obvious. He wants to control the data. Like what, what year is it? <laughs> it would have like, been better if it was like they said that Blowfield and him were like just warriors and stuff like that, and it's the reason why they weren't on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not so upset about Blofeld being in the movie at all because when they announced Christoph Waltz and they gave him like some weird ass name, it's like, yeah, okay, he's Blofeld, cool. I can't wait to see how they do it because if this is supposed to all be Bond's origin story in this saga, then then cool, you know, let's let's see how it starts. But I was always very resistant to this whole saga of Daniel Craig films being a reboot. Because to me, like I said earlier, Bond films are sort of like, they're supposed to be like one book of an adventure, right? Like most of these films have been books before and none of them are really supposed to be related. So when they started the origin story, it's like, okay, Casino Royale has never been turned into a movie. You know, plenty of people haven't read the books. So here's a really good opportunity to create the the origin story. Yeah. And then, you know, don't worry about the time that it's taking place in. Don't worry about the year. Don't worry about, you know, how old Bond is. If And that's how the whole, like, uh, theory got started of whether or not Bond is just a code name. And it's really, like, when we have Sean Connery, it's technically a different human being as James Bond in, in the mythos, in, in that world. And then, you know, he retires. And then this other guy, played by Roger Moore, becomes James Bond. Like, it's basically a codename, just like 007. So it's actually a different person in each era, which is fine. Like, that makes perfect sense because, yeah, no one's eternal. Like, you know, it's just like Doctor Who. Like, they make a new Doctor all the time before that reason. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's just now that, like, they've sort of, like, established Blofeld and, like, rewritten how Spectre works – it just seems really shitty to me, and it sort of invalidates. I'm not a huge fan of Quantum of Solace, but Casino Royale and Skyfall are two of my favorite Bond films, and this, like, what they revealed in Spectre really degrades the quality of those movies now to me. I see what you're saying, but did they... I know there's talk about this is Craig's last movie, right? Mm-mm. What? He has one more. At least one more. 
I heard that he's contracted for like two. Oh, sorry. He ha- he's yeah, contracted he's contracted for like for two, two more. But he may only do one due to his age. And I heard like I've read countless places that he's fucking done. With, he doesn't want to do Bond anymore. Well, who wouldn't after he just got done with shooting it, man? Yeah, that that whole that was going on like two weeks before Spectre came out was Daniel Craig was being interviewed nonstop and he was giving like really sarcastic answers. But I really don't think he doesn't want to do this because within that same time period, he said plenty of times, I love doing this, you know, and like you're playing James Bond. Like, yeah, it could. I'm sure it gets tiring. He does a lot of his own stunts. So, yeah, it's and it ties you off from other projects that you may want to do, which is fine. Where would his career be without it, you know? What? Where would his career be without it? You know, I mean, I haven't seen like too much stuff uh, other than like, what was it? Layered Cake and then Defiance. He got Defiance. He got Defiance from, uh, what was it? James Bond, I would imagine. Casino Royale, yeah. Um, he was also in Golden Compass, which did really well. Oh my god, dude! It made a lot of money. Yeah. I so made, he also made a lot, a lot of money off Eric Bana in Munich. I, I forgot. He, yeah, he was also in Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he played uh, her like associate turned like adversary, but yeah. So that and their fucking half brothers. Come on. That's such weak writing. Like, the movie was so good up until that point, and then you drop that, and it's like, what the fuck? I don't know about the whole brother thing, but I think they were mainly just building up this dude to be, like, the top, the head fucking dude, and the best way to do that was to make him above all the other people that you've seen. I think it's... You don't have to do that, though, because there's so much lore established behind Spectre already, and even if this is technically a reboot of the entire series, these Daniel Craig films, which I just don't like the idea of, but even if it is a reboot, you don't have to do that, because the character's already been established 30 years ago. 40 years ago at this point. He was established in the 60s and 70s, dude. Like... I, I didn't know no that. Secret. There's a lot of people that don't know that, though. I had no idea. I've watched a lot of okay, James Okay, I understand I that, no but you can't disregard the other 20 films... Just like that, you can't. No fucking well, way, because there's so many references to them in well, these movies. But when you reboot something, you automatically disregard it, though. When you reboot something, that throws everything... But if you're everything. telling the origin story, you don't. No, but when you reboot something, it's like... But this if, is, if, if you this reboot something, debut. and then you give James Bond a 1968 uh, you know, uh, Aston Martin DB5, and then the, the guitar theme from Goldfinger plays when he gets in it in Skyfall, yeah. what That's the what, fuck... Yeah, that was like a tribute. I, I know. Yes, yes. That yes. wasn't a tribute. How else would he have the fucking car? Yeah. <laughs> he gets it. In, he wins it in a poker game in Casino Royale. But then you don't see the movie. You don't see that car ever again after he drops the girl off. Maybe that's what it was from. Maybe that's what they were hitting to. But it has an ejector seat. That yeah! was that was the car from James Goldfinger. Dude. It's a James Bond car. It's but it didn't seat. have an ejector seat when he got it out of the poker game. It, shoot, it shoots. Nope. How do you know? How do you know? Why would that guy have a fucking ejector seat? <laughs> I, I don't know. He must have thought he was that special. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. That's why I debunk that every time that comes up. He may have won that a DB5. That comes up. I never knew that came it up. It comes up on Reddit a lot in the James Bond subreddit. Like, he may have won a DB5 in that poker game, but that does not fucking mean that the one that has an ejector seat in it isn't the one from Goldfinger. And when he gets in the car and M says, and M says where are we going? He says, back in time. Back in time? Are you fucking kidding me? That was a Back to the Future reference because that came out like really close to the Back to the Future, uh, the time timestamp on that. By the way, when did this movie originally come out? Goldfinger. Let's see. Oh, Goldfinger. I don't know. Nineteen sixty-four. That's back in time. This movie right here. You guys can't see it, but the viewers can. Goldfinger. That's back Back in time. time. 
I can't see anything. That's not an Easter egg. That is a direct so back reference. In time. Cue the music. That is a direct reference to the fact that this this mission happened back in the '60s, and that's we when must he got go the back, Marty. Sorry. <laughs> that's why but. I dude, that whole Spectre. The last forty minutes of Spectre ruined the past ten years of James Bond. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm being very it? serious. It it really, dude. I can't go watch Skyfall now. Because Silva wasn't acting on his own volition? Are you fucking kidding me? That whole story was about his revenge against M yeah. and, and MI6. Yeah, I agree. But now it's not? What the fuck? Who allowed that? How yeah. did the Broccoli's allow that to happen? You sound pretty pissed off right now. I am, dude. I understand. You can watch. Dude, go watch Skyfall. I'll let you... I'll let you watch tonight. It's right here on my it shelf. It feels like a personal vendetta. The whole so, movie is personal. The whole yeah. thing it was a good is movie. personal. It was a good movie. It's a great movie. It's one of the best Bonds in years. But he's not as big of a bad guy as Blowfield because he was working for him. Just saying. But Fuck that's Blowfield. fine. I'm just fucking with you. But, dude, the Spectre's whole thing throughout the entire 53 years of Bond, or 51 years, whatever it is now, has been world domination. And the reason that Spectre worked so well in the 60s and 70s and 80s was because it was always Russia versus America during when, you know, when it was the Cold War. And Spectre would play both sides against each other. And that's why it worked. But now, if you want to go the data route of how they had CNS, um, you know, controlling all the data, that's a great way to build into Spectre being, like, the, the people after world domination. And that whole boardroom scene in the museum or wherever they were with that big table yeah. and how the woman's like talking about human trafficking and how it's going so well for them and they're making a ton of money mm -hmm. and then they're able to like use all their influences to do things and how they plan the attack in North Africa to get that person to like sign yep. the uh to sign the the policy the over. Like that was fucking wonder that was beautiful. That was so yeah. good. Yeah. I was I was I was so excited about that scene. But and you have fucking Batista come out and fucking smash the guy's face and it's great. It's like yeah man yeah, and then you, like, and then you end it with cuckoo. Yeah, like, what the fuck? By the way, I was a little leave let down him in the shadow, see. dude. You never have to show him in the fucking film. I don't, dude. We all know who's playing him, but yeah. they could have left him as a shadow the entire time because yeah. they did that for quite a few movies back in the sixties and seventies. Blofeld was played by a bunch of different actors, and it wasn't until he was on screen that we actually knew what he looked like. And he wasn't yeah. on screen until like the third movie he was referenced in. Um. Sorry, just off topic. I was a little let down on Batista's character. I wasn't. You, what do you mean you weren't? He didn't do shit. What? Obviously, Sam Mendes did not want him to talk. Did he? Yeah, did he? He had one line, one word. What did he just say? Shit? Didn't he just yeah. say shit? Yeah. Well, on the train when he got thrown on the train. Yeah, he got the, he got the thing wrapped around his neck and just went, Dude, shit. his fight scenes, though, were pretty ridiculous. Yeah, they lasted like 30 seconds each. What? The, the His, train scene was pretty... The train scene was at least two and a half minutes. Oh, okay. The train scene yeah. was literally the only... The car scene was so fucking stupid. They just... He just followed him. That's all that was. That was a dumb car chase scene. Typical car chase. No, it was... Most car chases are people following each other. No, yeah. I know. I know. I'm saying, like, there was no, like, well, slamming him to him. There was no fucking yeah. gun shooting and all this kind of... They're it was just, on ice. They would all die if they did that. They were driving down a snowy mountain. Oh no no no! Wait, no, be no. Dead. Oh, I'm not talking about this. The <laughs> not talking about. I'm talking about on the streets when they left the meeting. You thought that was lame? Yes. Uh, the the only good part about it was the phone call. Batista had nothing. To, that was like 
that they didn't even have to put that in. But that that I, I will agree with you. Yeah, they never made a serious point of like this guy is the one driving. It was way too focused on Bond. I will give you that. I I will I will concede that, that. scene. Like uh, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. was like completely like yeah. If that's to supposed me, to be Batista's like big reveal as as a as like the big henchman guy, then yeah, that's that's the problem. To me, Batista didn't seem like a major threat. I agree. To, to me, I to be honest with you, now that I think about it, I don't see anybody being a major threat besides when Bond was sitting in that chair. Right. That was the only time that he was ever like, oh shit. Like the main, any other point was completely fine. Even when he was in the building, when they were showing like all the flashback shit and he was looking for the, the Bond girl and it was about to blow up, I was still like, eh, it's, I mean, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's, that plays into my point that I made earlier was that this whole Spectre thing moved too fast. They should yeah. have used this movie to really build up what Spectre was, not shown Blofeld or shown him, but not really had him interact too much. Yeah. Built up Batista's character as the actual bad guy of this movie. Because that's sort of how it was marketed when Batista was first cast. Like, yeah, Batista was cast as the villain, and then they kept um, Christoph Waltz's character a secret the whole time. Not that we didn't know he was Blofeld, but it's fine. Make him the character and reveal him as the character, but make him this big looming problem that they're going to have to deal with eventually if they right. want to make these movies episodic fine yeah. but then give they batista kept, some shit to do yeah they should have kept christoph waltz's character as a silhouette right or you shown know, his face looming, in looming a glimpse from the shadows operating you know yeah behind the scenes that's specter's whole fucking deal yeah and make the big foil like the big like Bond's mission to stop CNS from happening. There have been so many Bond films where Bond's mission is to stop the nuke from going off or stop the GoldenEye from, like, obliterating London. Like, stop something from happening, not fucking kill someone. Like, yeah, someone's going to die. But if you notice, in we'll take GoldenEye for an example, right? Um, Bond's mission is to stop GoldenEye. That that was the, mush- mm-hmm. that was the mission Bond, uh, M gave him. I'd have to watch the rest of that scene. But she says... Find Goldeneye, and then like find out who's behind it, and either kill them or bring them in. Like I, I want to say she said kill him, but when Bond like stops the satellite by like blowing up the facility with the, with the mines, his mission's mm-hmm. over. Trevelyan is just like icing on the cake. Yeah. So, but he could have gotten away, or like he could have just bounced. But yeah, because but... it was personal, he went after him. Mm-hmm. But the, for the majority of the time, uh, Bond is running away from him. <laughs> yeah, he's not trying to fight him. He gets on the cradle first, not Trevelyan. Like, Trevelyan chases him. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I I like the action. I thought the action was good. As far as, like, I really like the snow scene going down the mountain. Mm -hmm. Batista, I do feel, was the overall letdown. I do like his one fight scene in the train. Oh, that was great. The fight scene in the train was good. I don't... He just felt so like he didn't have enough presence in the movie to be, like remembered i agree that much he is sort of I, honestly dude i i forgot about him until you guys mentioned him tonight yeah so, see there you, go. there you go and the only reason i mainly know him is because i'm a wrestling fan so right but and, and i was hyped I, on him being cast too I i've seen him villain. i've seen him in a couple movies a couple like parts where he's actually acting and doing voice work mm-hmm. and he's he's not bad he's not it's not that bad so yeah, I, thought, I thought it was great guardians of the galaxy yeah oh, yeah dude there you go it was really good there you yeah. go yeah, so. it's, it's not like it's unproven that he can act. Yeah, but they gave him one word. That's kind of scary. but shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so so overall, 
Does anybody have anything final to say about uh, Spectre? I ho- I pray to God that it, the next movie, either they kill him, they like, just like straight up kill Blofeld, or they write a hell of a better script than this. Because like this 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 is the only Bond movie I, I only Bond movie I've ever left the theater angry. Do you think this is Daniel Craig's worst Bond movie? Yes. What about you guys? Everybody else? Uh. I think Quantum was pretty bad. Yeah, Quantum was pretty bad. I'd have to rewatch Quantum, but I didn't leave the theater angry. Quantum, I left the theater a little confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm... and more of like a "what the fuck just happened." But I definitely left Spectre like doubting whether or not I would find the next Bond movie enjoyable. And not, I'm a, not... they might do better next time, which they did with Skyfall from Quantum. It's, dude, especially coming from Skyfall, where it's like, man, this is one of the best Bond films in the past twenty years. Like, and then you give us this yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie i really don't remember much of quantum solace so i guess that would probably be one of my weakest ones for him i would say this is probably my second favorite from daniel craig this movie but casino royale yes dude dude casino royale is john i'm gonna have to agree with what you said earlier about bluefield you know probably being back you yeah, know. I mean, he's got like, he, he has to. Like, you know, yeah, just because he's, like, you know, locked up and all that stuff. I mean, the organization's still there. Right. I mean, it's all there. Yeah. You know, like you were talking about, like, you know, the human trafficking that's going on and all that stuff, and they're still earning money, and they are still got, you know, people that fucking are true believers is what they were saying, like, the, the says. Yes. C was. Like, he's not, he's not weighed by money or anything like that. He's weighed by being a true believer. And there's, mm-hmm. like, a whole bunch of people that are in an organization that are like that. <laughs> And, that's why you know, they call him a disciple. Yep. yep. I I agree with you. I think they're going to have something else that's going to be up probably the next movie with him. Yeah. I mean, he didn't die, so he's going to be back. Yeah. But if maybe hopefully they just kill him this time and end it. I don't know. We'll see. Especially if it's Daniel Craig's last Bond film, if he makes another one, the next one, if it's the last Hopefully going to kill the chicky uh, Bond left. <laughs> just bring on Idris Elba already. They're not going to yeah. bring the girl back. They don't bring back Bond chicks, really. Well, Bond did get married once, and then uh, Blowfield. Uh, she died away. five minutes later. Yeah, she died five minutes later, like <laughs> right after the marriage. Like, uh, was it Blowfield was driving the car? Wasn't right? that? Was that the Living Daylights? I don't know which one it was. I mean, it was one of the Timothy Dalton ones. Yeah. No. 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 It wasn't. It was uh, was the guy that wasn't like he only did one movie. George Lazenby. Yeah. Oh, I always forget about Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, I think that's what it was, and uh, yeah, like Blowfield just driving a getaway car and just shoots him. <laughs> I think that's what's gonna end up. I think that's what's gonna end up happening, man. Like you're gonna see that be the first scene, like you know, for the new Bond movie or whatnot. It'd be it'd be really something if they play into the whole Bond is just a code name and they kill Daniel Craig in the beginning and then bring in the new guy. Oh fuck, oh, that would be intense. Dude. That would be insane. That would be great. There's there's too much marketing around the actor of James Bond though, so they can't do that. True. Yeah. There there's too much around that. They make too much money. It would be revealed, yeah. That would be insane, though, if he dies at the end and the next one, per- next person comes in. Because, dude, they did that with M at the end of Skyfall when Judy Dench dies, and then they bring in Mallory and mm-hmm. uh, Ray Fiennes. Yeah, but you know, it's, sure. you know, what's funny though is like when they did this whole reboot with Daniel Craig, you know, they kept like pretty much everything else, you know, except for like maybe Q because like you know the old one died on stuff. Yeah, like, everything was pretty much the same. It was like, dude, just sliding them in. Why did they get rid of the second Q? R. He died. R. Why they get rid of John R? John Cleese. Um, yes. So was R's was R wasn't in um, Pierce Brosnan's last movie, was he? I don't no. know. Look this up. Pretty sure he was. 
I'm not 100%. I know – I remember when he came in and it just like – they just like replaced him. I'm like – Well, he says, if you're Q, does that make him R? And then he uh, – oh, John Cleese was Q in this movie. What movie? Die Another Day. Mm-hmm. Was that Pierce Brosnan's last movie? Yeah. He was known was. as Q? Yeah, he was known as Q. I, I, I always thought they kept calling him R. I, rem- I remember R, yeah. So um, anyway – he was not in Casino Royale, and he was not in Quantum. Q was reintroduced in Skyfall. So all because of the... Yeah, but to be fair, mm-hmm. in the first few Bond movies, there was no Q either. Uh, it was, he was known as the Armor or Major Boothroyd. That was... Because Q branch like didn't exist or something. Mm. And then once the actor who played Q got involved in... I want to say it was Goldfinger. Um, that's when people liked him enough that they kept him. Gotcha. Cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that was pretty good. Let's get a little spotlight there on uh, Spectre. Next uh, next week, we're going to be covering – or sorry, next episode, we're going to be covering another movie. We haven't really decided yet. Uh, I threw out an idea out there. I don't know what you guys think. I, I think maybe Creed, but we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. But uh, let's go on to – we're going to talk about a little bit of video gaming for a couple minutes. Yeah, we can so, wrap up with this. We're already yeah. – so over time we are over our time usually we are going to try to get these episodes to an hour but we are well over our it's, time we're gonna have to push 90 minutes there's hey, too much it's our debut episode that's true it's it's a spectacular you know <laughs> it's a little bit longer than normal this is a, we're, this is our feeling point so uh we're john you started off you're the you're the big bloodborne guy what do you got uh, so the Bloodborne DLC came out last week on the 20th, I believe it was the 20th, or the 23rd, rather. Um, it's called The Old Hunters, and it adds uh, a few new areas to the game, uh, accessed via some really convoluted way. And uh, it also makes some changes to the vanilla game. And for 20 bucks, you are getting one of the best DLC deals of history. I mean... Whoa, whoa. This, I'm very this... serious. This, this was originally supposed to be two different sets of DLC, but because it was taking so long, they decided to combine them, and they made it 20 bucks, which is a really fair price. Um, the bosses are huge pains in the ass, but it's a good type of difficulty. Uh, one of them took me five and a half hours, and I was playing at the time on New Game Plus 4. And for those of you unfamiliar with the way these uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne game type games work, um, when you beat the game and the credits roll, you simply start the game over again from the very beginning. You lose all your keys to like open up, you know, various doors and you know new areas. But you keep your weapons, you keep your level, you keep your uh, your currency, which are souls or blood echoes, um, and then you just start right back over. But then everything, all the enemies scale back up. So just say oh, the enemies nice. in the first like area were level five, and you start at level five, uh, and just say you would like you finish the game at level fifty the enemies will become level 50. Like, they scale up with you, so the difficulty always remains. But it does get remarkably easier because you know where everything is, you know what all the bosses do, nothing really changes in that regard. But it keeps the replay factor pretty high because it doesn't become insanely easy. Um, But at the same time, with this DLC, since this is the first time I'm playing through the area, the first time I'm playing through it, it's on New Game Plus 4. So the difficulty of things scales way up, and just, like, the bosses have such huge health pools... And deal so much damage that they'll either like one or two shot you, and you got to be borderline perfect. But great deal. Uh, the new areas are fantastic. The new bosses are amazing, and uh, 
if you've been playing for the past week and you uh, haven't been able to find anything or you're missing a few items or weapons for the trophy, uh, I just did a DLC guide that is up on our YouTube channel, the Job Squad Media YouTube channel. Uh, it's 19 minutes, but it covers basically everything you would need for any of the trophies, as well as a couple of uh, added things that you may have missed. Uh, so that's up there. But yeah, if you play Bloodborne or you're interested in these games, the vanilla disc, like at Best Buy or GameStop or whatever, is like 20 bucks right now. And the DLC itself is 20 So for 40 bucks, you get probably over 100 hours of, of just one playthrough. Like the first playthrough usually takes like 60 to 70 hours. And then <laughs> oh, wow. plus the DLC will probably take another 15 to 20 so, it, I mean, for 40 bucks, it's one of the best experiences you could have on PlayStation 4 right now. Is that one of your, like, top games right now? Like, That is a game of the year contender for me, yeah. For you? Really? Absolutely. Based on the DLC or based on the total, total package? Total package. Even the vanilla game was a game of the year contender. Really? And, like, the DLC did nothing but make it better. Okay. Yeah. Not too bad, yeah. So that, that's my Bloodborne thing. Okay. So... Did you want to talk? You you mentioned you said you had some DLC right. stuff. You well, talk about. I mean, we're so far over time. We can talk about it later if you want. If we could do it real quick. So speaking of DLC, what are your opinions on DLC and the DLC landscape in gaming right now? Oh, Do you God. feel like we are being, or us as gamers or the gaming gaming community at large are being nickeled and dimed? And what do you think are good examples of DLC like I think the Old Hunters DLC is? I think we're being nickel and dimed. It depends on like oh, which uh, company you're talking about, though. Too like uh, like uh, for instance, like EA. Like, oh uh, God! If you t- yeah, exactly, exactly. I think uh, Kotaku uh, did an article about the recent Battlefront game, and they said that you would have to pay over a hundred and hundred some odd dollars to access the whole game. That right there is ridiculous. Yeah. That right there is That's ridiculous. That's fucking stupid. And I'm you know, actually shocked people actually bought that shit. I'm not. You know. You know, it, it's it, Star but, Wars. It's so easy to yeah, capitalize. So what, dude? It is. So it's what? It's Battlefield with Star Wars mass over. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's a great game. I mean, I was it's entertained. A, it's dude, it's beautiful and it sounds amazing, but uh, like, it's That's, just not. I don't think the gameplay is that great. To yeah, be honest, I mean, but. if you like Battlefield, that would be a game you you probably like to play. Battlefront. I mean, no, no, Battlefield because it's Battlefield with you know Star Wars. That's yep. all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. I man. feel like Battlefield is more enjoyable than fucking Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I mean, that's what it feels like to me, to be quite honest. Okay. Yeah. What What would you see as an example of good deals? <clears throat> I don't know. Like, uh, like how they have the Blizzard expansions and sure. stuff. I mean, those right there. I mean, like, and then they already incorporate like uh, what was it? Patches on top of that. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so for for instance, like Diablo. Like, uh, you ever played Diablo three? And then they had the expansion for that. Well, no, it's really good. I mean, they really did a lot of overhauling on that. And then yeah, 2.0 started... revamped that game. Oh, God, it was amazing. And then on top of that, then they started doing, you know, <clears throat> what was it? The 2.1 and 2.2 and 2.3. Oh, my God. It, like, uh, it's really an amazing game now, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. With, like, the way they did, like, the uh, um, legendary systems and then the gems and all that stuff. And I, just, I think I, I'm waiting. I want to see what's going to happen for 2.4. Okay. Elias, what about you? Uh, I think it's a nickel and dime, uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think good deal, good DLC deals are uh, rare. I don't, you don't see them very often. Look at me, look at Destiny. <laughs> Their DLCs <laughs> oh, are Dynasty. terrible. I was actually man. just watching a Bloodborne lore video, and somebody brought that up when talking about like the value of the DLC, and it's like Destiny will charge you like seventy bucks for an expansion, yeah. and you're going to be there's... fighting the same enemies, just they look a little different. 
Right, and plus there's really not that much uh, of an expansion in terms of storyline and lore. And, yeah. And I don't even play the game, and I can tell you that, because I only played the, the, the vanilla, and when I saw what the first expansion or DLC was going to uh, give us gamers, I was like, that's not even worth it. No way. When, when you compare it to something like uh, Burning Crusade, you know, be it that being the first DLC for uh, World of Warcraft. Would you consider expansions DLC, though? Do you consider them to be the same yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I would. Even though that's a subscription-based game and not, like, a game you go out and buy that don't pay for? Like, do you think that factors into it, too? Because those patches game, are technically things you're paying for with your subscription. But you still right? have to buy the, but you're uh, still... the expansion. Right. Yeah, you just have to spend the 40 50 bucks on that. Yeah. Yeah, and your uh, PlayStation Plus is a subscription fee. True. So, yeah. I mean... Um, you're getting your, quote-unquote, free games every month? Right. Which I I don't cash in on those yeah. at all. What a mistake. Game. King's I, Quest in December, man. Oh, it's going to be so good. I can't wait to play that. You know, I just don't understand how, like, these games are just getting out of control with, like, the DLC, so... Like, a well, lot of them. A big factor is that game development, like, okay, so game cost, a uh, game price, like the MSRP to con- to the consumer in America, which is arguably like the largest market for video games, has stayed the same for probably like the past 15 years. Games have been $60, 60 plus if you include like collector's editions. But for the most part, a disc-based game has been 60 bucks since they started. Yeah. Whereas in places like England and Australia and Canada, they're way more money. And... But the development cost for games has only gone up. Like, these budgets have only gotten bigger. And while, yes, more people are playing video games now more than ever, the, they have to offset the cost somehow. So that's the argument that a lot of people make, is that the DLC is offsetting the cost of development. Mm-hmm. But then you have to determine what is good DLC and what is right. just a straight... Like, they're just, they just want your money straight up. Right, yeah. You they're need viable you DLC. Hmm? It has to be viable. Yeah, you know? and like with Bloodborne, like the Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two DLCs were amazing. And the other thing too, with the way that the From Software games work, is that they don't really ever mention the DLC. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, we may make it, we may not," but then they don't announce anything until it's basically done. And it's like, "Here's what you're going to get. Like, here's all the shit we're going to give you, and it's going to be fifteen, twenty, forty bucks." And like Dark Souls Two, you got three sets of DLC for 30 bucks if you bought this the quote-unquote season pass which is something i usually never condone mm-hmm. but the three dlcs for dark souls 2 were unbelievable they were like some of the best add-on content i've ever seen in my life and it was only 30 bucks or 40 bucks that's a good deal yeah they were 15 dollars each and you got three of them yeah and personally i don't feel like i deal with enough dlc uh if we do talk about expansions, I do believe Blizzard does it right. Um, sure. Yeah. But or they did for a while. I think it's gotten pretty shitty lately. If I want to pick somebody that would do it wrong, I don't know if it's considered DLC, but like the Street Fighter series where they have an sure. entire entire retail uh, price game, which is literally yeah. a DLC uh, amount, I would feel, that comes out. It's only a couple characters and whatnot and a couple uh, – yeah, yeah, that was a Changes. that was a big issue. Like the game, one of the, I can't remember which Street Fighter game was, but it came out and they already had DLC prepared in advance. Street Fighter Cross Tekken, it was on the yeah. disc, and he were freaking people were pissed off. That was the nail to me. That was the nail in the coffin on, yeah, that, exactly. on that game. Was that the DLC was basically complete, 
and on I, the disc. But they I mean, need to pay when, for that's it. That's when I stopped playing mm-hmm. fighters. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, because I remember having the 360 ISO and getting the unlocked version and playing it, and like Dudley was complete. I think Elena was in the game. She was complete. All, the only thing they were missing were like a couple extra outfits. But, like the move sets never changed. The damage never changed. Like those those characters were complete and done and on the disc. And that's yeah. bullshit. And then when people found out about that, everybody started hating the game. Yep. That's because why the game's dead. The four characters were like another twenty bucks, so you're paying eighty dollars yeah. for a game that you technically already owned. Yeah, and that's that's kinda horseshit. But yeah. like I said, I personally don't deal with too much DLC though. I um I, I wouldn't even consider the Telltale games really DLC because that's kind of a No, weird... that's more episodic content. That's yeah. something a little bit different. Yeah, but that's plus you're only paying like ten, fifteen dollars per thing. Yeah, and yeah. That's the close. I I really don't deal with that much DLC. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good way of doing it. If you're going to consider that DLC, I think that's a very good way of doing yeah. it. I hate that content, but I love Telltale games. I hate that it takes an entire year to play the full game. That kills well, so just wait. Buy the full thing at sixty bucks. Well, then you got to wait in. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, you have the option. Yeah, I definitely have the option, but some people just aren't patient enough for that. <laughs> um. But the only the last DLC I remember purchasing was probably Resident Evil Five, maybe Resident Evil Five when they had their nightmares and stuff like nightmare DLC and stuff like that. That I actually purchased and it was only like maybe an hour long. How much was, was it? Uh, I don't really recall. It, I believe it was a f- Rico. You got that too, right? I remember you got. We played those together. Do you yeah. Remember? Uh, I want to say it was like twenty five, thirty dollars. Wow. Yeah, an hour it, of content. It yeah, wasn't. It, was it wasn't very long. Uh, I mean, and I w- I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, so I'm gonna buy it either way. And yeah, that's the last really experience I have with actual actual DLC. So mm. didn't work out too good. But okay. Yeah. All right. So you guys want to close this out here with uh, a little PSX speculation. What are you talking about, John? What in the hell is the PlayStation Experience? So the PlayStation Experience is a PlayStation-centric press conference held in San Francisco. It's going to be uh, next week, I think, December 5th and 6th. Yeah. Um, let me just bring it up here. PlayStation Experience. Get tickets. Yeah, December 5th and 6th. Um, and it's basically going to be showcasing... Hopefully everything that's coming out on PlayStation 3, 4, Vita, and PlayStation VR uh, for the next year or two. Um, hopefully we'll get some pretty big reveals. And it's also playing host to the Capcom Cup Finals, uh, which has been a year-long Street Fighter uh, 4 circuit. Uh, a, street, a circuit for Street Fighter 4. And uh, a bunch of major tournaments around the world have been featured as qualifiers for that. And you, whenever somebody would win or place in that, you would get ranking points. People mm-hmm. with the most points would go on to the finals over in San Francisco next week. And uh, I'm hoping for some big things to be revealed here, or at least shown. I'm really waiting for Last Guardian gameplay to be shown, at like live, like somebody actually holding mm. a controller and playing it. Yeah. Uh, maybe some more Dark Souls Three. I know that's on the list, but hopefully it's not just like the same demo we just played in the in the alpha. Mm. Uh, and hopefully, I'm really hoping for Rime, which is a game that uh, R I M E. It, it was a game that was shown at E3. I want to say 2014 or maybe even 2013. When the PlayStation 4 was announced, it was definitely very early on, and we haven't heard jack shit about it since, and it looked like an amazing platform adventure. And Similar to Mist, right? Yeah, it almost looked like a third-person Mist. 
and the island it was on looked really sick and the puzzles just looked really cool uh and it's made by some i want to say brazilian or portuguese some hispanic you know spanish-speaking country uh is where the developer is and i follow them on twitter and i haven't really heard anything from them lately i could be wrong maybe i just haven't been looking but yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for out of this because this year on PS4 has been really good, and uh, I'm hoping for another couple really good years out of this thing. Yeah, man. What about you? Um, I'm looking over the list here for the the playable games and whatnot, and on the website you gave us for the uh, mm-hmm. for the games that are gonna be there. I don't see really anything that's like, oh shit, uh, I gotta check that out. Nothing really is big time jumping out at me. Uh, I don't know what the f- Firewatch I, I, is another game that I'm looking forward to. Me being a Resident Evil fan, I want to see the Resident Evil Zero. I want to see the the remake of that. See how that looks. But I don't know, man. Other than that, there's I'm looking at the list now. There's not too much. Maybe some Final Fantasy VII HD remake. Oh, yeah, we'll finally true. see something out of that. Although that was only revealed at E3, and that's not going to be a PlayStation exclusive. It's first to PS4. We know that, but. Yeah, maybe some word on the uh, on the port because that's another thing that sort of disappeared a while back. Was Square <clears throat> Enix announced that they're porting the Steam version to PlayStation Four, which is simply oh, wow. just like a, an upresed version of the PlayStation One. Right. And the reason they announced that was to cover up that they were making an HD remake, but it was supposed to have been out already, and it's sort of been like ghost. So I don't know if it's still even happening. Maybe they just mm. announced it as a straight-up cover-up, but yeah, hopefully we'll get something on that, too. Um, as I'm looking at the website here, uh, me being a collectible person, um, what is this introducing the PlayStation Collectible Card Series? What is that about? Where is that at? I didn't even see that. Introducing it's, PlayStation Collectible Card It's right below the... Uh, I mean, I'm reading a little bit, but... It's right above it, the Capcom Cup. Yeah, is it only available at this event? I can't tell. It says the first 35 cards of the series will be uh, right here released. at the PlayStation. Those may, those are released. It may be something like Penny Arcade that uh, Penny Arcade does at PAX. Is this going to be digital or is it talking about physical cards? It looks like physical cards. Yeah, they're physical like baseball cards. They're releasing the first 35 cards of the series right here at uh, PlayStation Experience. Yeah, so that might be something... But if you something... count the rare and common versions, you'll end up with 66 total. But they say it's next to impossible for anyone to collect them all. Well, that challenge accepted. Yeah, <laughs> challenge accepted. So, do you think, like, there's any way for us to get these? Will we have to, like... Or do you have to be at the fucking event? It Probably definitely have to sounds like you have to be at the event. Oh, so this is something that... Yeah, the first 35 cards of the series will be released at... Uh, well, what about the rest? Are they going to be released, like... The, re- the, the rest will probably be in stores, I'm sure. Or maybe just E3 or conventions that Sony's at. Cause I think about it, dude. They're so- going to put them in stores. Make- <laughs> yes and no, because Sony has really been investing in their community for the past couple of years. And PlayStation Experience is a fully open event. You could just register and go. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be media. <clears throat> so, What are your guys' well, thoughts on the cards? Would you be interested in the cards? I, I know not, that's not everybody's thing. Would you guys be interested in those if they were public? Like, sure. If you yeah. get them at fucking Target? Unless there's like some crazy Bloodborne thing, then no. I'm sure they probably have a card for almost every game. Or a Dark Well, 66, thing. so I mean, I don't know if that's... I don't even know if there's 66. I got see one card games. that says Last Guardian, and it's 13th in the series. Yeah. We got Star Wars Battlefront, 
Day of Tentacle, what the fuck's that? Remastered? I'm not sure what that is. But, yeah. I don't, me? I like my cards. I like my collectibles. If this is a thing and it's PlayStation, I might be into this. So, that's one of the top, th looking at the PlayStation uh, experience, that's one of the top things I'm looking at right here. Something I can't fucking get. That's nice. That's always yep, good. Yeah, buddy. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, this is an open event. Or it was. It's sold out, but it was an open event. Yeah, well... 60 bucks for a two-day pass. I wasn't going anyway. That was early bird. On my packs, which is 150 for three days. Uh, kill me. Jesus. Are you guys going? Yeah. I, I got, I got tickets. tickets. I don't know if I'm going. I got t I'm the same boat. I got tickets just in case. And if I'm not going, I can just sell them. That's right. I got tickets for me and Jess, so... Yeah. Cool deal. And I got All an right. extra Saturday. So I bought an extra Saturday to sell. So mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> hit me up if you're looking to buy. But uh, anyway, uh, so you guys have anything else to add? No. Aside from no. going egregiously over time. It's all right. It's, it's, it's the first show. episode. We feel it out. Like, you know, we'll, we'll be able to trim it down next time. We got an idea. We, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys, final thoughts, uh, last words, anybody? You guys got anything? You don't have to. You don't thanks have to. Nope. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Thanks for watching. Able to... Go ahead, Travis. I was saying I uh, hope we were able to catch somebody's ear with uh, some of our rants and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Because, I mean, yeah. yeah. And we're going to be on bi-weekly uh, every Tuesday. Well, every other Tuesday, I should say. And this one will be out. This is out on the 1st. So our next episode, let me pop my calendar up. That's going to be on the 15th. But then we're going to have a little special for you. We're going to have a little special just because it's fucking Star Wars. And we have a couple huge <laughs> Star Wars people in attendance. Let's just say that. We're going to have to record that before I leave because I'm going to leave on the 22nd and go back to New York. Yeah, well, we record on the what? 21st. So. Yeah, I'm not spending Christmas here. <laughs> He's like, yeah, fuck, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck this place. Yeah, well, luckily, when you come back, your shit will be out on the fucking lawn. Nice. So. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, we will have a Star Wars episode, a whole special dedicated Star Wars speculation. All uh, actually, it'll be after we watch it, so it's not going to be speculation. It's going to be the real fucking deal. Yeah. Um, a little bit of speculation for the next movie. Yeah, it's going to be pretty big. It's going to be fun. So that's the only... Uh, change we're going to have we're going to we're going to be bi-weekly but in december we're going to have three straight episodes if if everybody can show up if everybody can show up and if you can't that's cool because we have uh we have a lot of guests that we have that we would like to get on maybe we'll have some five people on here at some point maybe. who knows maybe yeah if you're lucky i'm kidding but um uh, anyway um bi-weekly check us out youtube facebook job squad media Check us out. Uh, subscribe, like, share. Please do everything you can. Um, I'm Bomber. We got uh, Highest Troll, Ricochet. We got Sweet Johnny Cage. I um, hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>